Welcome to yet another episode of Pitch Invasion And it's going to be a little different uh, I was about to say difficult Perhaps difficult for uh, Imika as well Who uh, will be witnessing his national team succumb to South Africa Yet again in a couple of days But uh, it's going to be a bit different He's not with us in person But certainly in spirit and in voice as well He's uh, off-site But we're still going to be getting uh, plenty of uh, uh, views And uh, uh, sort of plans and ideas As far as he's concerned And how Nigeria are going to get the better of South Africa. Before I get too deep into it though, my name is Loazi Zikubu. Hello Makwaza, I must say it's a different vibe not having a Mika in the studio. It's actually much better because I don't <laughs> have to hear all that Liverpool nonsense. I don't even need to hear any Nigeria talking right in my ear. So at least we've got him at bay. We've, we've kept him at distance. We're all good. Mika, what do you have to say I'm about Mecca. this? And Mecca in Yadiki on the on the on the line and listen, uh don't 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 think you can get rid of me. So 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 sorry. <laughs> the super eagles are coming coming in. You know how there's that movie called The Eagle Has Landed. <laughs> <laughs> so I think let's let's see what happens at FMB on Saturday where Eagles there. You're listening to the Pitch Invasion Podcast. The podcast for football tribalists. When 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 are they when are they oh, landing? Okay. Mika? When, like when are that. they landing? Let's 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 touch the start there. When are they landing? I think they're going to land on Friday. Why uh, the day before? I don't, you know, sometimes they get all kinds of advice. I don't know who told them that if they, if they arrive <laughs> a day before, they yeah. they they won't be affected by altitude. I think altitude affects even me and you who live here because <laughs> exactly. you can't jog. Yeah, you I mean, you can on, feel on, the difference on, when you just drive down from Joburg it. to Durban yeah. or vice versa. So exactly. I don't understand how exactly. they're thinking a six-hour flight all of a sudden, you know, won't impact them the day before a game. Well, you know, they, they've done it a few times with, with some of the games that they played. Especially when they played Ethiopia in altitude, that's where they, they tried to yeah, do that. Yeah, but that's Ethiopia. Maybe I mean, you're now talking about an FCON champ in Bafana Bafana. You're coming to the FNB stadium. I mean, this the is famous, different now. The world's famous FNB stadium. This is stadium. different now. Incidentally, incidentally, Nigeria have never beaten South Africa in Johannesburg. They, they, played, they played South Africa twice in Johannesburg. Mm. And both, one, one was in 1993, it ended 0-0. And then the, the one in, uh, I think it was 2004, mm. uh, friendly game, Bafana won 1-2. One, one, and, and Baxter was in charge. And uh, so Baxter hasn't lost any game against Nigeria. He beat Nigeria 2-1. They beat them in Oyo. And then they also drew 2-2 two, two in that game that they, Nigeria, Bafana almost um, won. But you know, all of that is is interesting um, sidelines and history. Saturday will determine whether or not uh, that theory works or not. And especially now that they've decided to fly in on Friday. Mm. Okay, let's let's talk about this Saturday uh, tie coming up, Imika. And uh, I'm really keen to hear your thoughts. Just basically, where do you think the two sides are coming into this big game that uh, we are expecting at the FNB Stadium? Yes, I think everyone in South Africa talks about how they beat Nigeria, but that was like more than a year ago. It still happened. It's a long time. It didn't happen like, you know, 600 BC. This happened like about last year. So, and it's still relevant yeah, I to the know, group as we stand. I know, but so. this was, this was, this was long before the World Cup and this, this Super Eagles went to the World Cup and since the World Cup, they've been a different team altogether. So, you oh, can't... a bit of Russian um, vodka that come know, back uh, and they're a different well, side all of a sudden. Well, you know, you know, the point, the point is, is you've got to give Bafana credit. Mm. They they have been unbeaten by by Nigeria now for the last 
Uh, remember, they played, they played under Sheikh. They played a two-two draw in, in Nigeria. They played a nil-nil draw in Cape Town, mm. and then they, they beat Nigeria in uh, in Rio. So uh, the last three games they played against Nigeria, um, South Africa has had the, the the edge. And so this game, you know, the way it is right now, South Africa needs to try and get the results in this game because they're going to face a very difficult um, away game at Libya. And Libya doesn't matter where they play, they they, they play with with hearts. Mm. Um, uh, for Nigeria, they, they can still qualify even if they don't win against Bafana. But knowing Nigeria versus South Africa games, there's never a friendly game and there's never anything like we'll, we'll take whatever. It's going to be a game where they'll go for broke and maybe they'll try and see if they can win. But funny enough, some of the games that Nigeria has been in South Africa and South Africa, South Africa actually have played Nigeria, but some Nigeria always used to find Nigeria used to be like kryptonite to to Bafana. I remember those times uh, where the mm. Bafana players kind of panic, but I think the Bafana players have overcome that fear, and that's what makes this game very, 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 very interesting. So, in as much as I want to fantasize about Nigeria beating Bafana, I just think that you know the, that that fear factor is no longer there. Mm. Um, however, we know with Bafana they struggle at home. A lot, yeah. When they, especially when when the the, the odds are down, then when they're under pressure, they they sometimes find it difficult to to score goals. So, um, it's one game where the, the Super Eagles will be motivated to to try and um, make up for the the poor result that they have over there. But mm. the draw will suit them quite well. And if you a few months ago, we all we all thought Bafana was was coasting home, but I, I did remember I warned you guys. I said, <laughs> you know, Nigeria will be and beat Libya. No, we, we remember that as well. We definitely remember that yeah. as well. Uh, but okay, I'm going to come back to you and ask sort of what what will it, it take for Nigeria to win this one? But I want to start with Paula and Bafana are at home. And as Emika has mentioned, they absolutely need to win this one because you can't leave things up until that last game when you have to travel uh, away on the continent. So as far as Bafana are concerned, how can they win this one? Look, Bafana have drawn first blood, right? Mm. They beat Nigeria in Uyo, right? So, you know, they have to come into this game with that confidence. They can't come in there and start <laughs> thinking. And, and the other thing, Stuart Baxter, please take the calculators away from the dressing room. Yeah. Take the music away. Take the calendars away. Because we saw what we thought happened, what happened the last time. We thought we had qualified for AFCON. Uh, sorry, for AFCON. We started dancing. We thought a draw was enough and so forth. That's what dark times. Take, take all of that away and tell the boys, listen, this is a must-win game. They have to go all out defensive. They have to win this game. And for me, I think Stuart Baxter's first of all, Stuart Baxter's uh, ten years Bafana coach is also down <laughs> to this game because Libya is a, is, is a is a gamble. That's yeah. going to be a dice that he's going to throw there because yeah. we don't know what's happening. Here, he controls his own destiny. He has to set out an attacking team. I think he has to put Nigeria on the back foot. And in fact, you know, looking at the games that we had in the EPSA Prem this past weekend, you know, all the players that we've needed to play well are actually playing well. Mm. So for him, he's got to get the right combinations, right? We need goals, first of all. So I don't think we need to be conservative and, you know, put maybe two holding midfielders. I think maybe one will be enough and take it to them. The other thing that I think we have over Nigeria is speed. You know, Bafana is actually a very, very fast team all round, not mm. just out wide or up front, but all round. And I think we just need to move the ball quickly and get it up front as fast as possible to Libu Matiba if he does start. I mean, yeah. I, I'm assuming he should start, you know. And that guy, as you've seen in France, he's been lighting it up. He's getting very good through balls that set him on quickly and he scores his goals that way when we release him quickly. So I think speed 
uh, is going to determine uh, Bafana's fate in this game because the slower we try, uh, you know, build up the play, a team like Nigeria, I mean, a lot of these guys play uh, overseas. So for them, a slow game suits them because they prefer that tactical game, yeah. a slow-paced game. Whereas for us, if we play a game where we move the ball quickly, we run into spaces and we're just getting behind the defense, that's Bafana's strength. In fact, I know this was a different coach at different players, but I remember when we beat Spain, for example, uh, at FNB Stadium, what we did well that Spain didn't expect, that Spain were playing their normal, you know, sort of tiki-taka style, yep. passing it about left and right. But we were direct. We played with pace and we played with speed. And before you knew it, we turned them upside down and we walked away with the result. So for us, we just need to make sure that, you know, we, we put out the right team. I, I really do not want to see uh, two defensive uh, midfielders on that day. And Baxter has to get his attack really sharp. They've got to practice their finishing. <laughs> and I, I just need to see our fastest players playing in this game. Okay, sure. Uh, so, uh, you, 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 talk about, you talk about speed. Eh? He talks about speed. Yeah. Uh, just remember this name. Remember remember Henry yeah, Onyekuru? Yeah. Remember Ahmed Musa? Yeah. And remember, yeah. there's, a, there's, there's a new kid on the block from, from Spain called Samuel Chukweze. He might not start. But just remember that, that he's the kind you're of play you're going to play real, you play right? Against, you play against him. Yes, yes, yes. yes. You're going to see you're going to see a bunch of of hungry young players in that in that lineup. Okay, so, so what, we, are we full? <laughs> what do you see? Are we, are we <laughs> also hungry. We need to get back to. Af In fact, we're starving. You, you guys are hungry. We're starving. We need to get back to Afcon. Bafana needs to get back into the African map in terms of a powerhouse team. What better way to do that than taking two out of two against Nigeria and sailing to Afcon, topping the group, knowing that you beat the contenders? Well, well I mean, let's, twice. let's 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 also remember that you know we don't have to top the group. So neither South Africa or Nigeria have to top the group. They can still. Let's go through, but it it, it is a, a case where, especially when you're playing at home, Emika. Lozi, please, please, don't, please, please do not, please do not let our guys lying? know that they don't have to top I'm the group. Lying. They have to top the group. They have to win this game, right? Because the moment we give Bafana that little bit of an alibi to say, okay, guys, maybe you don't have to win. Maybe you you just need one call. Then the guys, you know, I don't know what happens. Then there'll be the dance. Already they'll, they'll the celebrations are being yes. queued up. You know, I think so I have to, the guys need I have to win to this agree. game. Three I have to agree with you. I have to agree with you. I have to agree with you there. Gosh, Emika, you agreeing? Yes, I have to agree with you there because I think Bafana they have this mental block. Whenever you tell them that that there's a there's an there's an escape route, <laughs> they, they try and <laughs> they try and conjure conjure defeat out of uh, it's not uh, defeat out of victory. Yeah. Okay, but uh, from from your from your point of view though, Emika, uh, uh, as far as Nigeria are concerned, how are they going to get the better of South Africa? I think the Nigerian team is the one. The one good thing about them is that they they know how to play one way, which mm -hmm. is the attack. They don't. They're not a team that likes to set up defensively. Um, in the World Cup, that was their undoing. The coach tried to restrain them, and that's why they they, they didn't uh, progress. Mm -hmm. You know, when when they play on the front foot, they can be devastating. Uh, for South Africa, they might be lucky because the goalkeeper is injured, so they've, they've got uh, either Akwei or Izinwan, who um, are both as unconvincing as as it gets. So, um, you know, the one thing that could work, work in Bafana's favor is if they, if they score early. Yeah. Uh, but we, we've seen with Nigeria that um, the high-scoring team, uh, Igalo, I think is also not not very fit. Um, and, I hope, you know, I hope in he doesn't the play. I hope he doesn't play. In the past, in the past, South Africa fears when there's a Nigerian player who's on fire. 
Um, if he's not there, then Amiga, they, can I ask they you get... a question? Sorry to interject. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I know we touched on a bit about you know Nigeria coming on Friday, but you know, let's just put common sense into this, right? Arriving on Friday, look, I'm not saying they're going to be jet lag, but there will be significant fatigue from the flight. You've been, you'll be, they'll be sitting on the plane for about six hours, right? Yes. So they're coming with some players that you know are question mark in terms of availability. What yes. gap do they have to test if those players are fit enough? to play well the thing with them is that they they are gambling team all the, all the time so they, they and it works sometimes for them and sometimes it doesn't work but like one thing Uya, I know for, for Uya, they gambled in Uya and then they saw the real Bafana yeah exactly one, for one <laughs> thing I know, I know one thing I know about the team is that they usually have um, certain circles this current circle is a is a good circle for them where they are yeah, they've been on a on a roll, and they've got players. They've got a lot of, you know, Mikel is not there. They've got they've got a lot more uh, players who need to have something to prove than the ones that are very relaxed. So, you know, that's that's something that 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 um, will give them a boost. And then for Bafana, they will be happy that Wilfred Ndidi, who's one of the, the pillars of that team, is not playing. So uh, it depends on who the, if the coach gets his, his selection wrong, like he did in in Uyo, Bafana will get something out of it. You know, um, I hate to use this word, but the only thing it's a bit arrogant of Nigeria to think, you know, in an AFCON qualifier, they're not safe themselves, right? I know, you know, there's an assumption that, you know, they're going to mm. win their last game. But I mean, anything can happen. I mean, don't you think there's a bit of arrogance on their side in a game of this magnitude to rock up, no, no. you know, the eve of no. the game? No, no, it's not an organ. They've done it. They've done it a few times before. Whenever they have to play games, like I don't know who told them that, but it works for them in a few games where they've had to fly in a day before, um, because they tell them that if they're flying, the 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 thing would have won't affect them enough by the time they play the game because they they're not staying long. So you know, people people come up with all kinds of uh, scientific. Theory. I'm not an, uh, a specialist in in sports medicine, so. Um, I wouldn't know if it works or not. I've, I've, had, I've glad, been involved in a debate in the past. I'm glad that we're touching on this whole arrogance thing because... A, uh, a former, uh, well, I guess an AFCON winning uh, Bafana captain in Neil Tovey has has touched on that. He's touched on, uh, you know, and I mean, th- th- being arrogant, uh, Imika, as a football team can can be good and can be bad. Um, and he's touched on the arrogance that Nigeria normally does have when they play. And I mean, it, look, let's not, we can't deny the fact that they are a, a, a major powerhouse, major player in African football. But um do you feel that that there, there might be a bit of 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 you know as Ola has just mentioned, Nigeria are not safe. So in, in no way are Nigeria you know the favourites coming into this game, um, and in no way does does you know a a potential defeat for them uh, mean that they are still or they still have their own fate in their own hands. So do you feel there is a no, bit they, of they arrogance do. that that comes with with no, no, Nigeria no. ahead of this one? No, I, no, I, I don't think so. It, 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 there's no arrogance coming into this game. They know mm. that they have to beat Bafana because Bafana has beaten them. So it's not about arrogance. So coming the night before is not arrogant. I mean, for me, when you think about it, Amika, you know, coming the night before a game mm. of this magnitude, a qualifier, I'm trying to understand if, if Spain were to play, you know, I don't know, Lithuania. Yeah. And let's say the travel time was about six plus hours. I'm pretty sure they're not going to come the night before. And let's say their qualification, you know, hinged on the last two games. Mm. I don't think they'll come the night before. So... 
why what other way would you think you know is um outside of arrogant from what mm. nigeria is doing I, I, I don't i don't think it's it's um it's arrogant i think that they are okay that they, so so imika yeah. imika before you continue let me ask do you think it's a good idea though for them to come the day before no i don't i don't i don't i don't agree i think that they, they could have yeah. they could have asked the players to fly straight to johannesburg uh, and, mm. and camp here or even um somewhere down the road zimbabwe or zambia or somewhere and then they come to fly in here but um, this is yeah. something that they've, that they've done in the past and it has worked for them. So um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't begrudge them uh, what their decision is. If they get a result at the end of the day, then nobody will complain. But if they lose, mm. then you know, yeah, it's going to be a big that's thing. Gonna be, but, I, but I know from the last time the Super was played in, in the FMB with with uh, Keshi and all those big players, they struggled yeah. with the altitude. In fact, Peppa, Victor Peppa always tells me that. That's the hardest game he ever played. You know, the judge also said the same thing. <laughs> but Amika, come on, uh, Amika. I know you've got uh, friends in the in, inside the Nigerian Football Federation. Come on, let's be honest now. You know they're camped in Swaziland, and this is all part of mind no, no, games. No, 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 no. And they're going to take me. a two-hour flight to Johannesburg. Come on now. No, they're, they're not. They're not. They're not in Swaziland. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, it, you know, the, the whole altitude thing is also going to play a big role, a, a big factor. And I mean, this is something that a lot of uh, national teams or even sport teams that come into South Africa, whether it's for Super Rugby, whether it's for cricket, whether it's for, you know, whatever it is, that they come into the, into South Africa and they, they do, you know, acknowledge that the fact that when they're playing on the high felt, it just... They uh, come days uh, before. It, so those, the those final game. 20 minutes, Imika, are going to be really crucial as well. Listen, um, if you play against Bolivia in yeah. La Paz, yeah, you even Brazil can't beat them there easily. Mm. So uh, there was a time when they beat Argentina, so I think it was six one. So I think that that is just something that they need to to get right. They need to try as much as possible to to ensure that they 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 don't apply too much arrogance when they play yeah. play these games. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, so, uh, a lot of really interesting sort of points to touch on as far as this game is concerned, this upcoming game. And well, I'm going to come to you here and uh, speak about that 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 partnership. That I mean, it's still very much in its developmental stages as far as South Africa are concerned. Lebo Motiba up front. We both agree. In fact, we all agree that he's definitely a front man. At definitely oh, our yes, starting yes. number nine at the moment. Percy Dau alongside him as well. We've we touched on uh, uh, Serrero a, a couple of episodes ago. So Dau and Motiba, they're going to be very crucial in the goals that you speak of. Yes, they're going to be crucial because, I mean, Percy Dow, as much as, uh, you know, he's also renowned for creating, let's not forget, he was joint top goal scorer, you know, last season in the Absa Premiership. So he can also, he's got an eye for goal as well. So it's very interesting, you know, how Stuart Bax is going to set up this team because he has to get all his attacking players sharp and he's got to get them on the field. Not all of them, obviously, but he's got to get the right combination forward. And to be honest with you, I think the, the, the psychological aspect of this game is huge because Every time, you know, as Amika alluded to earlier, Bafana have a crunch game or a game of this magnitude. It's not that, you know, they don't play well per se, but they succumb to they the crumble. pressure, yeah. you know. So it's going to be testing. And Stuart Baxter has managed, um, you know, has coached a lot of those games where Bafana have had crunch games. So it's also interesting for him. This is also going to be an indictment on him to say, okay, listen, I've been here before. I've coached these sort of games. Now, have I as a coach learned? Because mm-hmm. now these are different players to mm-hmm. the Stuart 
Baxter was yesteryear that he had. So now it's Stuart Baxter who's actually on the chopping block now yeah. in terms of how he's going to set up the team because the guys that he has now, uh, you know, they're also still on the learning curve in terms of dealing with these games of pressure and of this magnitude. So, you know, if I'm Stuart Baxter, I, I don't know if any of you remember Rocky IV when he had to face Ivan Drago. Get these guys in the meat freezer and get them beating meat if they have to. Let <laughs> them train in the meat great. freezer. Do you know what that I mean? Does not get, sound get them, get their minds in the game. Get them focused. I don't want to see about selfies. You know, um, selfies of them. You know, uh, in uh, the obviously there's no peace in Johannesburg, but I don't want to see them at Monte Casino. I don't want to see them at Santon. I don't want to see them at Chafpozi. No way. I don't want to see them at Vilagasa Street. I don't want to see those selfies. They need to be locked in and concentrate and just think nothing but three mm. points. That's the other thing. Uh-huh. Three points. Not not one. Not one. Right? Three points. Okay. And no celebrations queued up either. Right? <laughs> Let it be spontaneous. Let it just come out. Because if they've already planned their celebrations like they did, you know, at Mombela oh, that, that no. day, you know, so a very I don't dark need day. That. A very dark day for South African football. You're listening to the Pitch Invasion Podcast, the podcast for football tribalists. Imika, uh, from a Nigerian point of view, uh, which which sort of give me three players that you perhaps think that the Nigerian coaching department at the moment is focusing on and trying to make sure that you know they stifle the South African game. Which three players do you feel are going to be really dangerous uh, from a Nigerian point of view? Um, is it from I don't know about Nigerian players or South African players. Uh, South African players. Well, I mean the the, the last two, two games that Bafana has given Nigeria trouble at home, it has been. Uh, Percy Tao mm-hmm. uh, from the game in 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 uh, in Uyo, the last game, yeah. and then the, pre- the last two games uh, it was Tokelo Ranti, uh, who for, for me oh, he's almost becoming like the the mayor of Uyo, um, <laughs> and then um, you know maybe maybe Motiba if if they are actually watching out for for what he's doing uh, recently because I mean the the good thing about about uh, uh, football these days is that you you definitely know who's doing well. I mean, I talked about some Chukwueze, and you already knew that he scored last week. So um, the, the problem from from Papana's point of view is uh, more about the players who who have been scoring for Papana than anybody else in that team. Mm. Okay, and uh, and uh, if you were to take the same same question and and maybe pose it to a South African camp, which three players do you think South Africa should be really wary of come Saturday? Ahmed Musa is number one uh-huh. because you know that he's he's um, I mean he's one guy who who uh, when he wears that shirt. I, I, remember, I think remember the game against friendly game in in uh, uh, Mbombela. Mm. I think it was about three years ago. Where he ran, ran rings around around Bafana, uh, and then of course Igalo if he if he if he makes it, and then um, the, the two kids that I talked about, uh, Harry Oyekuru, is one guy who will be possibly one of the deadliest players for the Eagles, but you know he hasn't had too much time. And then of course that there's the guy who plays on the left wing, the new kid called uh, Samuel Kalu, who who has been doing very well. He's, mm. he's got about three caps now and he's, he's played very well for Nigeria. He won't score against Liberia in the friendly game that they played. So even, um, even with his three he, caps, he's, you think he's, he's going to be, he's, he's going to be, a, a, he's going to have a huge yeah, influence he, on the he's game? Almost, yes, he's almost kind of become like a, a, a you know, remember Peter Moses 
um, retired from the national team at the age of 27. And people were, were wondering what impact he will have. This kid has just come into that team and made that left 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 wing position mm. his own in, in three games. He's a little bit selfish, but he's <laughs> he's, uh, he's he's got a big heart. For, for someone who's a new player in the team and then if if he gets a game somewhere too crazy uh, from Villarreal could be could be another another factor so I yeah. think that Nigeria will, will, will go with an attacking um, orientation because they don't they don't have uh, the, the defensive shield of, of Wilfred Ndidi so they'll, they'll go, go into this game with a more attacking mindset Oh, okay. All right. So, so Imika is expecting both sides then to to just have a go at it. And uh, look, from a neutral perspective, I'm sure that will be great to see. But I'm not too sure if, uh, <laughs> from a South African perspective, we'd love to see a Nigeria come come at us guns blazing, especially if Igalo does play. But uh, a quick prediction then, uh, Imika, from you, and then we'll get one from Ola as well for this game. Uh, don't 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 predict with your with your heart. Just just where does your head think this one is going to go? I think Nigeria will win 3-1. Ah, Imika, I've just, I've just, Amika, I've just said, Amika. I've just said, don't predict with your heart. Where are you, you're in Cape Town, right? I'm sure that altitude there is affecting you. <laughs> How do you yeah, I, 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 I'm, you know, I, you know, you, I, you I, I, I grew up by the sea and, and I'm being, being, being in Johannesburg with you guys sometimes. I feel claustrophobic now. I'm sitting by the seat, <laughs> so my head is off. <laughs> okay, so Imika is going 3-1 Nigeria. Ola? Honestly, I, I'm going 2-1 Bafana. I think... Um, Honestly, it's ludicrous that Nigeria coming, you know, on the eve of the game. Um, I, the only way that I can see them maybe getting a goal is through a Bafana mistake or maybe a set piece. But I just don't think they'll have the legs through 90 minutes to actually, you know, wear us and tear us down. And I think we'll have enough firepower well, to just see it through for the 90 minutes and just bag, you know, a couple of goals and see out the game. 2-1 Bafana. Emika, you wanted to add something there? Well, I, I, in the way he was saying that, oh, no, he doesn't see think uh, Nigeria will score a goal; they will make a mistake. Uh, well, you know, I, I just say don't, don't get too overconfident. This is Nigeria that that always knows how to get get around Bafana, and they, and they will this time around. Okay, so. Uh, but I but, I, but I would like to see Bafana of course. So, so maybe they, they have to go and beat Libya. <laughs> so and hope, wants- and hope that special. They hope that, hope that officials get a point of Libya. No. But one thing I know for a fact is that Nigeria will beat officials in that home. Oh, I think I think we we can all agree with that as well. Yeah, that's that's, that's the, a give me that. Not, yeah. not only will they beat them, they will properly properly thrash them. We can definitely agree on that. So it's fine. You know, at the next episode, we're gonna we're gonna start with your predictions, both of you, and see who got who, who got closest to uh, the actual result and the actual scoreline as well. But I mean, it's not it's not uh, the only game that we can certainly look forward to uh, as far as the Afcon qualifiers are concerned. A lot of games still to go. A lot of teams still fighting it out uh, to make. It to Cameroon 2019 and uh, I think maybe you're going to need to stop saying Cameroon 2019 because we're just not sure if it is going to be Cameroon still but um, let's uh, I mean one group that I'm really interested in is Group F uh, Imika and uh, Kenya, Ethiopia, Ghana and Sierra Leone Sierra Leone have got their issues but uh, this could it, it could be a group that doesn't go well for Ghana still 
Yes, I mean, I'm, I'm quite surprised with, with how well Kenya has done. And, mm. you know, it will be interesting from from an African perspective to have Kenya back, in, back at the AFCON. And, you know, Victor Wanyama, this could just be his one song, his chance to, to, to play at that level. And that, they've got that, uh, you know, they've got a very, a very exciting team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, uh, FIFA needs to sort out this whole Sierra Leone mess so that we see how that group ends up. But I would love to see uh, Kenya and Ghana go through from that group uh, because, you know, not having Ghana at AFCON won't be a good thing. But uh, Kenya, I definitely want to see at AFCON. I want to see more, I want to see Kenya, Ethiopia and uh, which I doubt. I think maybe maybe Kenya, Uganda, and uh, and Tanzania. I'd like to see at Afcon. So we have a bit more because we have 24 teams, so that we have a bit more um, East African presence. But sometimes you almost always don't have a team from East yeah. Africa at Afcon. So it's always like uh, Southern Africa and then uh, one or two teams, and then you have usually the the army from Western Western North Africa. So, so uh, well, hopefully I mean, we we get to see them. If 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 Ghana are to make it through, then well, that means they're going to need to get three points from Ethiopia this is going to be a, a crucial game for them coming up I don't see Ghana honestly beating Ethiopia in Ethiopia guys I must be honest to you Ethiopia in fact you know um, I think in the last sort of three to five years in African football Ethiopia have been on a rise yeah they have you know and um, I'm not surprised you know when, when they find themselves you know within a, I think they need four points in the last two games to qualify and you know Ghana I don't know what's happened I think there's just a talent cycle that's happening in Ghana because you know you look at the players that they've lost in the last couple of you know maybe let's say four years or so mm. and you know the crop that they have now I think they're going to go through a funk where it's going to take a while for the next cycle of of Essien's uh, uh, um, Asamoa Gian's you know that sort of crop of players to come back again so I don't think Ghana are honestly going to get a result in Ethiopia and quite frankly I, I, I think Ghana might miss out of AFCON 2019 Okay so Imika you're saying Ghana uh, that, uh, would it be terrible though? I think, I mean, that's all I should say is it would be terrible, but nation, they're not going to go through. I'm every sorry. nation has gone through, a, you know, a period where they've just had that, you know, inability to make it through to the big tournaments or win the big tournaments. Nigeria have had that. South Africa have had that. Cameroon have gone through that. Senegal have gone through that. So maybe it is time for Ghana to also just, you know, be given one or two things to think about, Dimika. It'll be sad if, if Ghana doesn't make it, and, and I hope they do. But once, uh, if I had to choose, I'll choose um, Kenya, who have done pretty well to, to go through from that group. Um, but I, Ethiopia, I, I don't know if they, they are, they're good. They've been on the rise, and I love them for their fans. Um, but, you know, maybe we just keep our fingers crossed and see if, if we get a surprise from that group. But Sierra Leone, they've, they've tried to mess up that group with their... They are, with all their drama that that, yeah, that has made some there. games uh, not to hold, so yeah, let's see, let's see how it goes. Well, I mean, we could we could get a, a, a. I'm not sure if they have made that decision with with Ghana. Um, you know, they lodged that that application to have the six points given to them after that that uh, that head to head they were meant to have against Sierra Leone. They didn't have it. Um, so, if I'm not sure if they, they, that anything has come from that yet, Timika. Well, what happens normally is, is if if excluded, what what they will do then is to is to take out all their all the points from their games and make it a three a three team. So that's what they will do rather than award points. Yeah. Nobody wants to award three points. You have to earn it. Yeah. So I I would like to see if they, if it's possible for 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 Cap to rearrange because there's still time between now and and uh, and uh, March for them to ensure that those games are played. I think, uh, I, I, think I agree uh, with you there. 
yes. rather than let's, rather let's, than I, I, don't, I hate boardroom points. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. Because I mean, let's 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 say they do hand gunner those six points. That's six points that they didn't. Yeah, who's know, to say they were going to win? The no, 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 no. It, it shouldn't. It shouldn't happen at all. Yeah. Nobody should end to get three points for from nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let, uh, let's move on to Group G: uh, Zimbabwe, DR Congo, Congo, and Liberia. Also extremely tight. But I think. I, I, I'll put my head on the block and say I'd be very disappointed if Zimbabwe don't qualify from this. That's how good they have been throughout this qualifying. No, they are, Zimbabwe and, and Zambia, mm. they've, they've, been, they've been impressive of late. And, and you know, how, how fitting will it be for them to qualify for Africa? Because they, they, they play good football. I mean, I, I mean, I watched that game where they, where they played against the DRC mm. away from home. And, and you know, how, how beautiful they, play, they played in that game. Yeah. You know, Shocking the shocking the holes in that game, and um, you know I hope they get a result in this game so that they don't have to wait until until uh, uh, March to, to know if they qualify. So that would be really really good. Then we can we can see Kamabilia and and all of those youngsters from Zimbabwe. Um, at the Afcon. Yeah, yeah, and they've got another away game coming up, but they've done really well away from home uh, uh, during these qualifiers. Uh, DRC up against yeah. Congo, uh, <laughs> that in itself is just a big game for so many reasons. Uh, Ola, I'm the not too sure where, how you see that one going. But let, let me just uh, put a precursor here. Uh, I'm married to my wife is from DR Congo, so <laughs> I have been watching Group G like you cannot believe. Oh, no, there is a see, part of me that, that is well invested in DRC. <laughs> So I am telling you now um, I'm going to say we Because we need to win this game You know we we didn't We, we rolled over against Zimbabwe uh, um, When they came that side And yeah. you know they, they scored You know good goals Celebration can't be forgotten of course And you know it's interesting That we're playing our neighbours here Who you know they I mean the only time I remember Congo being a strong team Was when you know we played them back Remember when they elbowed fish in the oh, eye. Oh, yes. And, and like the army. They, and exactly. Yes, and they gave yes. us a hostile environment that time we got there. And nothing has changed with Congo. They, they always make sure that they give the, oppo- the opposing team a hostile environment. And it's tough playing there. So I think we're going to have it. Yeah, you know, it's across the river, but we're still going to struggle there. So if we can just get the right combinations, you know, um, just can we remind our, our audience, I'm saying we because like I said, my wife is <laughs> from DRC. So I'm going to use we here. Yeah? So we just need to get the right players playing. And um, I think uh, the other problem is that uh, DR Congo also struggled to get uh, a, lo- a large base of their players. I mean, uh, convert to either, you know, they, they become Belgian citizens yeah. or, you know, some of them even become a French citizens. So they've struggled over the last decade, in fact, to get a strong DRC team. It's only now, you know, in the, you've got the Polasi, you know, mm-hmm. who's, uh, yeah, he's taken his um, stance on on, on d- representing you know also taking that stance so they've really struggled honestly in the last decade to get a real good side going because of the guys that you know decide to convert to you know uh, take the Belgium citizenship so even now the side that they have now is probably it's it's not the best but you know it's the best that they can pull up from but I think you know it's going to be tough uh, you know playing uh, against Brazzaville so I, I think they can iron out a draw and then maybe I think you know depending if they play in Lubumbashi or Kinshasa but 
I assume they're going to play in Lubumbashi, but if they do play in Lubumbashi, that's always a turnout there. The crowds are massive. They should win their last game and we should be in AFCON 2019. <laughs> Imiga? Yes. I, I think that that um, both of them will qualify, DRC and, and Zimbabwe. Um, DRC and Congo, that's, that's a huge game. Mm. And, uh, you know, Congo Congo's always been, been a good a good uh, team. It's just that uh, occasionally they, they don't get their act together with regards to preparations and, and, and what have you. But I think that DRC has the quality to, to, to make it through. And who I want to see uh, go through from that group of Zimbabwe and DRC. Okay, Zimbabwe and DRC, you want to go, uh, you'd like to see go through from that group. And I mean, we could see uh, another two or three nations actually join the, uh, the, the two or three other nations that have already made it through. And uh, if, if, if you were to sort of think of one or two nations you, you think uh, come the end of the weekend will go through, Imika? Well, I'll come back to him. Hola. Uh, Still, some spots available, obviously, for for Fcon 2019. And uh, I mean, by the time we we have our next episode, another two or three nations could have gone through as well. Yeah, you know, there's still some spots available, you know. And I'm gonna go back to the Ghana side. You know, I it it is gonna be sad not to see Ghana there. But I mean, guys, you know, this is I keep telling you know friends of mine that Fcon qualification. In fact, you know, Fcon qualification and World Cup and CAF World Cup qualification as a whole is the toughest, you yeah. know, of all the I other. Uh, continents, you know, we have so many giant teams that either don't make it to Fcon or the World Cup. So I think uh, that spot with Ghana is still available, but you know, I I, I just don't think they're going to make it through. And it just would be, I think it would be nice to see Ethiopia again just cement their place in Fcon. And you know, uh, Ethiopia I think is going uh, through a huge resurgence in terms of their football. And you know, they've got so many players now playing abroad. So. I think Ghana, yeah, you know, I know your question was, you know, the spot available, but I, I think I'm going to change that slightly and just say Ghana is going to be the one that I think is going it's to fall Ghana. out. Okay, all right, let's, let's, let's go back to a rather interesting uh, turn of events as far as South Africa is concerned. And we've been here before and we've spoken about, uh, you know, Bafana Bafana facing high quality opposition, uh, especially when it comes to friendly, uh, you know, ties. Uh, coming up is the Nelson Mandela Challenge later on this month. And Paraguay are on the menu. Uh, Ola, I don't know what you think of Paraguay as a footballing nation. Guys, you know, this to me is like taking your sister to a matric dance when you've known for <laughs> months, you've known for years, you know, that you've got a matric dance and your first choice was your sister. Yeah. I mean, come on. Do you know what I mean? Paraguay, look, Paraguay are a decent footballing nation. Obviously, you know, they get to the World Cup every now and then. But guys, it's the Nelson Mandela Challenge. Can we bring some household names up mm. in here? Do you know what I mean? Mm. I know there was a friendly that was earmarked who was supposed to play Argentina at some point before the World Cup. That didn't happen. Can we start bringing... I mean, we played Spain and Brazil just a couple of years ago. So yeah. why can't we bring a Germany this side? Well, you know, there's a huge Portuguese community here. Why can't we bring Portugal here? Why can't we bring Italy here? Why can't we bring maybe, let's say, um, you know, sort of the up and coming um, uh, European nations? Why can't we bring uh, Iceland here? You know what I mean? Why can't we bring Sweden here? Bring so, Wales, maybe. We can bring a Wales here. So, you know, I think. Paraguay to me is, is a lazy choice honestly then again I'm not sure about the availability of all the other teams but let's not act like we don't know when the Nelson Mandela challenge <laughs> is going to happen so Absolutely. they've had time to prepare for yeah. this so and even so in South America you know if you couldn't get Argentina or Brazil bring Chile mm. 
you know, bring chili or somebody like that. So I'm not, you know, I'm not, um, you know, oh, like enthusiastic about it. It, it doesn't uh, make me, wow, you know, we're going to play Paraguay. At least it's not Mozambique. You know what I mean? <laughs> At least it's not Zambia because we've been on, you, you know, playing Zambia and Mozambique for God knows how long. So it's a different team, Bafana against a South American opposition. So, you know, I'll take it. Like I said, Imika, you know, Imika, it would, doesn't would, inspire me. Would, would you have been happy if as Nigeria, you know, you, 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 you host Paraguay in a friendly? Uh, no, not, not at all. I mean, if, if it's, uh, if it's something, as, something as big as Nelson Mandela Challenge, you want to play against um, a top team. Mm. And I think that uh, they, they definitely needed to get get someone uh, someone someone tougher. But in, anyway, maybe that's what they got and they just have to promote it. I mean, how many people do, from Paraguay do you think even know Nelson Mandela? Like, let's be real now. No, no, no. Let's, let, let's be... <laughs> let's be I, think, I think it boils, it boils down to... To what kind of um, so what kind of publicity they, they they give to the game? Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying, Amika. Is that you know? I'm glad you said publicity. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we've got a large Portuguese community here, a large Italian community here. Um, Afrikaans is, is a second language here. So you could have brought the Dutch, you could have brought Portugal, you could have brought Italy. You could have brought, so in terms of advertising the game, the game itself would have advertised itself had you brought, you know, um, uh, um, those sort wonder, of caliber of teams. So, I wonder how, how much they did try to actually bring that. Because I mean, no, I'm but, trying no, but, to imagine. But let's, 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 not get, let's not get carried away. <laughs> Paraguay is, how Paraguay awesome would it have been? Is, how great would it have been, Paraguay is a formidable team. Was, 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 was. they even? Where are they? Are, 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 are they even ranked above Paraguay, us? Probably Paraguay, like, Paraguay, Paraguay, denied, denied, Paraguay denied you guys. You guys, the 2002 World Cup. Yes, yeah, sorry, we Rocket Santa Cruz with that in late. 2000, yeah. uh, in 2002, Imika. Well, there's no guarantee that you'll beat them. <laughs> it's not about. It's Bafana we're talking it's about here. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't try and make it sound like, like Bafana. No, no, don't worry. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be riding. We'll be riding. We'll be riding a wave of confidence after beating me, Nigeria. You asked me, ask me about Nigeria. You asked me, ask me about Nigeria. Not, not about about. Hey, about Nigeria actually uh, should have stayed until Tuesday, and then <laughs> you know that should have been the Nelson Mandela challenge. <laughs> We, we beat you guys in the Mandela Challenge in 2013. Don't forget. <laughs> no, we won't, in, we in won't Durban, forget. Two nil. Well, we won't forget. But two nil. Uh, here's, here's something I actually I, I, I've noticed. So I wanted to talk about Dimika. There's this. I don't know. Kola, what, what's this? What's this? Uh, there's this thing that we, we 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 love about Durban in this country. Everything is just in oh, Durban. God. Every cup oh, final is in Durban. God. What is happening with the Moses Mabira Stadium? Why so much? Why do we love them so much? Listen, right? There are three teams in the KZN, and you know what more could you want? Do you know what I mean? So they have enough, uh, you know, teams playing mm. down there. They can easily play, you know, those three teams can easily play at the Moses Mabida every weekend. Yeah. So they're good. I don't understand. Like the Soweto Derby was taken there. The cup finals are taken there. I understand they're trying to spread the game around. I get it. Mm. But I think for me, South Africa should be, you know, maybe we should take a page from uh, like you look at England with Wembley, yeah. you know, and have a national stadium. Guys, there's a 90,000-seater stadium, right? 90,000-seater stadium. And you're going to bypass that and go, the national team must go play at a 60, 50,000-seater stadium. To me, that doesn't make sense. Mm. Get the national team at the stadium that holds the most people, drum it up, 
get as many people there and, you know, let that be the national stadium. So, you know, taking Bafana's games or all these cup finals to all the other venues, I understand that. I, I, I can understand taking certain games, but, yeah. you know, when it's a, a, a match, like I said, the Soweto Derby and taking me to Durban, you know, I'm trying to understand the Madrid uh, derby taken to Villarreal, if yeah. you know what I mean. I hear what you're saying. And I, I just don't see the logic behind that mm. for me. Because as somebody yes. that yes. was born and raised in Soweto, you know what I mean? I want to walk down the road and go see and the go Soweto see derby. Yeah. Why should I go fly to Durban to go see it? On Bombela or Nelspread, why? Uh, yeah. You know, or sorry, in Bulukwana, why should I have to do that when these are teams that literally are by my doorstep? So... I don't know. Maybe, you know, I, like I said, they're trying to spread the game around. They're trying to grow it. I understand that. But I think then you should do that with all the other teams then and other fixtures as opposed to just taking, you know, uh, specific and selected games. Because obviously when you take Chiefs Pirates, Chiefs Sundowns, of course everybody's going to come. That's a turn up either way. But if your interest is to grow it, period, take other games there. And I mean, we saw just how quick the, that, uh, and you're talking about the Soweto Derby, the cup uh, semi-final. We saw how quick those tickets ran out and it denied so many people the chance, you know, at least an extra 40,000 people exactly. Exactly. chance to be at the stadium so I hear exactly what you're saying Imika you've been to the Moses Mabita Stadium what is it about that that, that venue do you think is is, is such a, a big thing with South African football it's, it's a beautiful venue it's, it's right next to the sea and it's, uh, okay. it's lovely right. and, there's, there's a point and, there's and, a good point <laughs> but, 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 here's, but here's the point it's, it's economics the the, the government of, of KZN the, the municipality and also the city of Durban they, they do they do the right thing when it comes to, to this this big event they, they pull out the stuff they, they create all the, the right environment that's what you know um, the city of Johannesburg and Hauteng and everyone needs to do or even Bombella mm. or, or, or whoever wants to do remember there were, there were times when Cape Town tried to bring these games and they didn't do enough to to, to make it what yeah. uh, what it for them to come back in. So essentially, I think that it's it's got a lot to do with how much effort the, the government puts in to ensure that everyone who comes here has a good time. Because remember, when they come to Durban, it's not just about the game. People people want to have fun in the evenings, and so a lot of people people fans love the idea of traveling all the way. People drive. A lot of yeah. People drive. I've been to games where a lot of people are, are happy to drive all the way to Durban, and it's, it's a short trip. Yeah, no, they love it. They love it. They love it. Yeah, they love it. Huh? It's an excuse. It's an excuse to go to go hang out by the sea, and like leave me now. Family, I mean, and leave your I'm, family I'm back in Johannesburg. I'm, I'm coming Cape Town, hanging out by the sea. So that's that's what happens to all to us. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to one of these days also just like be in Cape Town and just like you. I'll I'll I will do the show like remotely. I'll just be like in Cape Town. Yeah, yeah. Please do. Come 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 have fun by the beach. I'm just hanging out by the beach. I'm at the water by the waterfront. <laughs> Listen to Mika flexing here. Well, we hope that you're gonna be uh, you're gonna have enough energy to flex as well after South Africa beat. Nigeria at the weekend. Um, we'll see. Uh, oh, you, exactly. you wish. You wish. Nigeria is in South Africa, so I'm not even provide bothered. oxygen masks on the side of the pitch because I don't know how these guys are going to handle the altitude. Seriously, coming the night before. Will you? Will you be back this side by the time the game uh, starts? Yeah, I'll, I'll come to the game. I'm, I'm coming to the game, so I'm, I'm back tomorrow. Okay, all right. So we don't want to see you on our screens with tears rolling down your eyes, Imika. No, forget it. I'm, I'm so confident we'll beat Bafana. <laughs> Okay, so a lot of confidence coming out of uh, uh, the Mika camp, but Ola also pretty confident that South Africa is going to do the job. I'm going to play the deciding vote here, and I'm going to say South Africa 2, Nigeria 2. 
And on that note, uh, <laughs> there goes the dancing. Better, there goes you, the dancing. You better not walk around. Don't walk around so to wait to this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> On that uh, fine note, uh, it is uh, the end of episode 15 of Pitch Invasion. We certainly hope uh, that you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed sitting here and listening to Emika tell us about Nigeria. Next time on Pitch Invasion, we'll be looking back at exactly what happened when South Africa hosted Nigeria. From myself, Loazizi Kubu. Signing out, this is Kola Makwasa. And all the way from Cape Town, Emeka, thank you very much. It's goodbye for now.